Welcome to the second episode of the Koi Wolf Digital Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, John Henshaw. In this episode, I share three excerpts from a recent interview I had with New York Times bestselling author John A. Cuff. If you're not familiar with his books, he's the author of Quitter, Start, Do Over, and his latest book is called Finish. So we had a great conversation. It was long. It was about 50 minutes long. The entire interview is available on Koi Wolf. The direct link to it is koiwolf.io slash acuff, A-C-U-F-F. The first excerpt is from something that I'm going to be writing about soon that I've been interested in for a long time, and that has to do with what we should and shouldn't post on social networks, especially as an entrepreneur, especially as a marketer. It's kind of all over the board out there that you have people who uh, every other post is something political. <laughs> and, and then you have people who uh, don't even touch it. Uh, they only just talk about their business. And so it's just the spectrum is huge. And so I was really curious to get John's perspective on that because he has an interesting um, approach towards social. And, and so I wanted to share that with you. The second one highlights John's very non-digital approach to how he essentially manages his time and his projects um, and, and looks at his progress over time. And so I, I thought I was really interested in what he was doing with that. And then the last part, is a segment about shame and uh, the type of shame that is very familiar to entrepreneurs when they fail publicly. And so, so these are just three things that we, we talked about, just kind of three small pieces of, of the, the long interview I had with him that I wanted to share um, in this episode. So I hope you enjoy. Okay, so let's talk... John Acuff marketing, <laughs> because sure. because the the reality for you is that as much as I'm not really sure how much I like this kind of label, you are your personal brand. I mean, you yeah. you are a personal brand. Mm -hmm. You're not a brand like Koi Wolf. Yep. You are John Acuff, and and you can't avoid it because yeah. what you've chosen to do, which is speaking and writing, and a little bit of comedy here and there. Yeah. Um, it has you and your name and your face all over it. And, and so um, what that means is, at least in this day and age, is that uh, you need people to have an affinity towards you. You need to be able to connect with people. You need to, uh, in this world, uh, be on social. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and so I'm really curious to know sort of how you approach that. I mean, how do you balance that? Who, what's, what's the real John Acuff? And what isn't? And I'm sure that all of it's the real John Acuff. But I'm saying, like, how do you balance between um, what you think politically, what you think yeah. religiously, whatever it might be, and of course, not go to a place that might isolate people who might want to buy your stuff or right. hear from you? I mean, how do you balance all that? Well, I mean, I, I think one of the things is I treat it like a job. So, like, sometime, I mean, a long time ago, people might go, I wish you, you know, why don't you talk about politics on Twitter? And, and to that, I would say, 
well, did you email your whole office on inter-office email and tell them what you thought about politics? Because if you did that, then by all means, let's let, let me tweet something. Like, it's not my personal account. It's a business account. Like, it is tied to, you know, I... So, I might... Like, I hopefully will be the kind of person that has a different conversation with a friend over coffee than I would on Twitter because the, those are different mediums. One of the other things you said was that, yeah, you know what? It is a personal brand. I mean, you kind of agree with me on that. And, yeah. And, and my social presence is my business, right? Yeah. So how, like, what, what goes through your mind? What's the purpose of sharing so many intimate in a sense, details or events in your life and, you know, you share with your family and your kids and whatever. What, in other words, when I see that, I mean, I see that as just you showing the good parts of your life, Mm -hmm. which, which, which extends beyond personal brand and extends beyond the fact that the account is just simply your business account. I mean, I mean, what's, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, like part of it is, it's just fun. Like I like to write funny things and it's a, a platform for me to tell a joke to a hundred thousand people. Like that's, that's fun. I enjoy that. I, I do that. I would say the opposite. Like I would, if you pulled up my Instagram account right now, I guarantee like there's probably one business post in the last 50. And so like, if anything, where I'm trying to, yeah. So I'm looking at it right now, like it's not, you would be hard pressed to be like, Oh, he writes books he like even the calendar we haven't done a calendar post in a while and so for me i'm trying to be better about that like just cuz i'm like anybody else like i like the fun parts the sales part is hard like it's hard to do that like it's not natural to me and so i'm trying to do a better job of going i think part of being an entrepreneur is admitting that if you're not good at that you don't get to be that very long and so i'm trying to get better at saying What's the purpose of this? Like if I'm, I do five different, you know, email lists right now, which has been really fun and it's, it's been successful. But if I'm not selling something from them and I don't have them as part of a strategy, that's just wasted time. And eventually that doesn't end well. So I was poke around on your site um acuff.me yeah and there's this calendar yeah (laughs) what's what's the deal with this calendar this giant calendar i love that calendar so much so eight years ago i kind of realized that if i can't see time it's fictional like if i can't actually see it it doesn't exist like somebody go what's your august like and i go probably hot like i had no sense of what was coming, when it was coming. And so to the data point, I decided, okay, I'm going to start being deliberate about looking at my year, looking at my month, looking at my week. And there was this huge wall calendar this guy, Jesse Phillips, designed. Um, and it's like three and a half by two. And I mount it on foam core and I bring it to meetings. Like you, like it's like a paddle board and I love it. And like I know what's going on. And the best part is I put the year, the next year on back of the last year. And so when somebody goes, what did we do last year for that launch? I don't have to go, I don't know. I flip it and go, this is what we did. And so I started to kind of, and I'm not an organized guy. I'm very disorganized. But it gave me this sense of peace to know, okay, I have these two trips. So the stuff I'm going to plan around that. Or like if you looked at the calendar I have in my office right now, I know there's 14 days with a big W on them between now and the end of the year. And that means 
I'm home, I'm writing, I'm going to be at this coffee shop for this chunk of hours. I put it on my Google Calendar. And so the act of doing that brings me such clarity in kind of a chaotic entrepreneurial world. So that's what I was wondering was I prefer to have as much digital yeah. as possible, but it I got the impression that there is something really helpful and significant in having this be physical and tangible and something that you see outside the screen. Well, and not only I see it, but my family sees it. So it becomes this like, there's, you know, like we know, okay, here's where dad is. Like, here's what, you know, and cause, cause that's part of being an entrepreneur when you have a family, like it's different if you're 27 and it's just you and like you have different commitments then. So like, I love that. I love that, you know, some people like the dry erase one because a lot of being an entrepreneur isn't lived in ink, you know? I mean, I think people probably say to both of us, like, what's an average day look like? And you're like, well, it's not, it's never the same every day. Um, like today was different than, than yesterday. And so, no, I, it, I find it, and it's the act of doing it. And I like that um, it almost becomes like a monument because I have seven of those in my, in my office. And I can go, if, I, if I'm curious about like, man, seven. am I doing, not seven <laughs> of this year, seven oh, of the last years. Yeah, yeah. If I'm really deliberate about going, am I traveling more or less? Am I writing more or less? Like I, ha- I can go, Interesting. wow, I wrote, you know, and I can measure like mid-year I counted and because people go, oh, you're gone all the time. I was gone 24 nights for business and 26 nights for vacation with my family. So I can say, okay, I feel good about that. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm deliberate about that. And it forces me as a dad to be deliberate about it because parenting, like entrepreneurs are the worst at this. They're super specific about like meetings and all these calls, but then they kind of hope parenting will happen organically and like just kind of fit in. And so I have to plan that stuff where I won't naturally gravitate to being like a good dad. This last excerpt from the interview needs a little bit of setup and context. Recently, John Acuff did an hour-long stand-up comedy routine. And the lead-up before that was he kind of stuck it out there and essentially said, I'm going to do this. It's months away, but I'm going to do this. I've always wanted to do it. It's not even going to be five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes. It's going to be an hour long comedy routine, which is crazy in itself, but he did it anyways. And the whole thing about that is it was his way of motivating himself and preparing himself. However, for a lot of entrepreneurs, myself included, I've done things like that. I have put things out like, look what I'm going to do. And, and thinking that if I put it out in front of the world and to some extent was exposed, that that would force me to follow through or do it. Now, in many cases for myself and other people, we do follow through, but sometimes we fall on our face and sometimes we fail. And in some cases we don't follow through. And, and in all of those situations, a very common feeling that entrepreneurs experience is, uh, I guess you could say a feeling of shame. So this excerpt picks up 
on that particular topic about how he put out that he was going to do this comedy show. You you brought up that for years you wanted to do that and you mm-hmm. kept putting it off. And then what you did was you you put it out there. You put it out there in front of everybody. It's kind of like exposing yourself. Yeah. But you you talk about and finish about the idea around shame and how you should deal with that. Can you, I mean, so for somebody who is, is listening right now and they're like, yeah, I've done it before and I didn't follow through and I, and I felt a lot of shame or the way I went about it did yeah. not work out for me. How would, how would you suggest they approach that the next time around? I think so much of it is how are you personally motivated? Like how does, and I, and I think that's why there's a lot of bad advice online where people go, this is how you build a company. And it, what they're really saying is, this is how I built my particular company in my particular set of circumstances in my particular city. And then we go, well, that's how you do it. And then we try to replicate it and we hate how it feels. And so when somebody feels shame, a lot of that is, that's based off of their personal definition of shame. Like, I know I need an audience. Like, I need an audience. I like an audience. I do better with an audience. So sharing it gave me an audience. For some people, if you hate an audience, that pressure is going to cripple you. Like, that's going to, you know, I I went to... That's not the right path. It's not the right path. It's not the right tip. It's not the right trick. It's not the right tool. Um, I I think you just have to, like, you learn to eventually start to be honest with what things cause you shame and then go, okay, is that a thing that I can fix or is it a thing I need to admit and own and move on? So like I'm, you know, I feel shame that I'm not like an amazing leader, that I don't lead a hundred people. And my wife is like, but if the word was banker, you wouldn't feel like you should be a banker. It's just because our culture says the pathway is individual, owner, leader, like you're a leader. And if I'm not wired for that, I feel ashamed of that. And so then I end up saying yes to things I shouldn't say yes to because I think that's what you're supposed to do. And then I feel more shame and it becomes a circle. And so the the key for me there is to go, this is who I am. This is what I'm good at. These are the things that I hate and they make me feel terrible. I should do less of those things. I'm going to shape my life this way. You can listen to the full 50-minute interview on Koi Wolf at koiwolf.io slash acuff. Thanks for listening.